Welcome to another Marvel podcast. My name is Drew Gretsch. My name is Hagen Flanagan. Yeah, we have new, we have a new co-host today. Yvonne unfortunately could not make it, um, so Hagen is is joining us. Um, and today we are talking all about uh, Marvel news. We have some new release dates for Sony movies. Unfortunately, Morbius Two is not in there, and neither is Morbius Three or Four or Five no. or Six. I know. <laughs> No. But um, but the main thing we're gonna be talking about today is Moon Knight season one episode four, The Tomb, which we'll be talking about in the l- later part of the show. This first part is gonna be all spoiler free for Moon Knight in case you have not yet seen the episode. Um, but yeah, so let's just start off. Um, Hagen, first, just tell us a, a bit about yourself and your um journey with Marvel. What's your favorite? All right. So, what's your favorite Mar- Marvel movie? What's your favorite of the Marvel shows? And who's your favorite hero and villain? So, I'd personally have to say my favorite Marvel movie. Oh, sorry. Um, and it it can be MCU or it can be like Sony or Fox or anything that's Marvel. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, with that broadened horizon, I'd say Into the Spider Verse is definitely my favorite piece of Marvel content. Absolutely. And uh, I think show-wise, I really like the animated uh, Fantastic Four from, like, the 90s. I unfortunately have not seen that show. Oh, it is. It's very entertaining. I wouldn't say it's good. I'd just say it's entertaining. All right, that's that's totally fair. Yeah. That's totally, totally fair. Um, There are a lot of shows like that, I think. In terms of Marvel animation, I'm more of a a live-action person as opposed to animation. But that being said... Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite comic book movie ever made. I think it's the best comic book movie ever made by a considerable margin. It's my second favorite movie of all time. The first is The Social Network. So, I absolutely love animation. It's just, if I have a choice between watching a new animated show or a new live-action show, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the, the live-action show. But, yeah, um, I, I've heard that a ton of the Marvel animations are are great and we will be doing sometime in the next year or so we will be covering um x-men the animated series because we have um x-men 97 coming out we have x-men 97 coming out next year on disney plus so yeah but speaking of art, right, so sorry, I, I cut you off. What's your favorite of? The, oh, so we we've done the shows. Who's your favorite hero and villain? Uh, my favorite hero is probably Doctor Strange. I like his uh, how they portrayed his like origin story in the movie. And uh, my favorite villain's got to be a uh, Doctor Doom, all time favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are both. I mean, two doctors there and two geniuses also. Yeah, I mean they're like their origins are kind of intertwined. It was like. I think comic wise, it was because of Doctor Doom that Doctor Strange got his Sorcerer Supreme title. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, obviously we have Doctor Strange two out this year, which you are actually c- coming with Ivan and I to um on May sixth. That that yeah. night, which oh my god, I I can't wait. We are we're what um twelve days away. Yeah. Something like that. We're twelve day, days. We're no, we're not twelve days away because it's it's April twentieth. So we have ten. 11 days. Days are hard to count. 
I realized. Because it's like, do you count today or do you not count today? So let's actually just look right now. Days to May 6th. All right, Hagen. In 16 days. 16 days from right now, we'll be watching Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness. I'm very excited. Oh my god, I I, I cannot wait. I, I absolutely cannot wait, but... Hagen, we cannot get sidetracked on Doctor Strange right now because we got yeah, we, yeah. we we have Moon Knight still. We have um, two episodes left for Moon Knight. We, we have some races, um, our our regattas. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, H- Hagen and I both row crew, and, and we have um, some races this w- in, in the coming weeks. So yeah, we have to keep our, our minds on that. We can't think about Doctor Strange right now as much as we want to. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Um, in terms of news, we have some news. This news is very disheartening to me and to you as well, Hagen. Oh. Now you guys know, my most anticipated movie this year was The Batman. Right? But my second most anticipated movie, it's not Doctor Strange 2. It's not Thor 4. It, it's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Well, that is no longer my most anticipated mo- movie of this year. Because it's now my most anticipated movie of next year. Because Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. A, they've thankfully dropped the Part 1 from the title. So now it's just called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It's been delayed from October 7th to... October 7th, 2022 to June 2nd, 2023. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I adore the first movie. You, you guys know, you, I, I adore the first movie. It is... I, I, could sp- oh, I could probably do an hour-long podcast purely dissecting the leap of faith scene. That is a beautiful scene. Now, I, I've been hesitant about this movie a little bit because Phil Lord and Chris Miller don't necessarily have the best track record when it comes to sequels. They make movies that shouldn't be good. They make those really, really good. Um, I, I think the best example of this is the Lego movie. Right? Oh, I love that movie. Uh, the Lego movie should have been awful. It should have been a cheap ad to sell more toys. And it was, by all, by all means, it was made to sell toys. Mm-hmm. But the story that Lord and Miller crafted around the idea of Legos is beautiful. I love the Lego movie. The Lego movie is the first movie I ever saw on opening night. And I, I was in second grade when that came out. The movie came out eight years ago. They came out wow. eight years ago. Another movie that... And, you know, the Lego movie 2 wasn't all that great. Yeah. It, it wasn't all that good. Um, 21 Jump Street is hysterical. It's so, so funny. And Hagen, there, there is a thing in that movie with a chemistry class 
that you would relate to a whole lot because it's something that we had to do in chemistry this year. Mm. And I, I'm I'm not going to say what it is because it's not important to the show. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll see what it is. It's um, they had to make t-shirts out of like periodic table elements. Oh, yeah. I still have my t-shirt. We had, we had to do that. I, I have my, my t-shirt also for um, – I don't remember what I did. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Anyway – um, but 21 Jump Street was really good. It was, a, it was surprising. I thought it was really fun. Um, but 22 Jump Street's just not all that good. It's, it's not a very good movie. And obviously you have the first part with In It's Spider-Verse. Masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. So I, I have a little bit of trepidation that this movie could, and look, this movie is not going to be as good as the first one. Yeah. No way is it going to be as good as the first one. Yeah, that's really hard to do for any movie. Top this. Top? Like, top? Of the movie. top uh, I mean, the first one won Best Animated Feature Film at the Oscars in 2019. Which is insane. So, yeah. Um, so, Across Universe is coming out June 2nd, 2023. And we also have a release date for Across Universe Part 2, which... Was officially announced. Obviously, we knew that when they did the title the first one, part one, oh, it's a given that part two is coming. But Across Spider-Verse part two has been officially, officially announced. It's been announced in a Sony press release, um, March 29th, 2024. Now, that may seem like a, a good way, ways off. That's 23 months away. That's 23 That's months away. That's just under two years. Yeah. So yeah, um, I cannot wait for these two movies. I, I hope they're great. Um, yeah. So the other, the other movie that had a release date set was Madam Web. Madam Web has its release date set. Um, so obviously, we've had a, a couple of movies. In so far with the Sony Spider-Man universe, we have the two Venom movies, which I think the first Venom's really, really good. Second one's fine. Yeah. The, the The second movie, in my opinion, is best when you have just Venom and Eddie being the odd couple. Now, hey, hey again, have have you seen the Venom movies? Seen the first one, but not the second. One. Okay. Yeah, um, and then the obviously... The first one was a lot of fun. I love that one. I love the first Venom movie. Eddie, we are Venom. You suck. Eyes, ears, lungs, pancreas. So many snacks to a little time. That really, like, destroys your voice, the the Venom impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Obviously, though the, those movies have tied in with Spider-Man No Way Home. We we saw uh, Eddie Brock appear at the end of that movie. Uh, right now, a movie sweeping the the not just the nation but the entire world is Morbius. Mm-hmm. Morbius, a movie where when Ivan and I saw it, what two three weeks ago, we were the only ones in the theater. <laughs> we had the entire theater to ourselves. It was amazing. Uh, M- M- Morbius is not good. Morbius is not good. It has some good m- moments. Again, I I liked the first forty five minutes of the movie. 
I liked the first 45 minutes, but then the last hour is just uh, awful. It's just yeah. awful. But, yeah, so we know right now that Sony is shooting Craven the Hunter, uh, starring uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played uh, Qu- Quicksilver in, in the MCU, in, in Age of Ultron. And Craven is coming out in January. And now Madam Web, a movie starring um who who's it starring? It's um Is it I have no idea who's who's starring in Madam Web, honestly. Uh Hagen, can you lo- look it up who's starring in Madam Web? Yeah. So Madam Web is coming out on July seventh. 2023. Oh no, it's it's uh Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. Yep. Yeah, so they will be starring in the movie. Um yeah, so July 7th. That's that's not too far off. It's not too far off. Now here's there's something here that really scares me. That really scares me. What is it? This movie is being written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. Why is that bad? Hagen, do you want to look up? So, could you look up Morbius screenwriters and tell us who those two are? Yeah. So, just you Matt, can get a sense. Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. The same writers for such films as Gods of Egypt. Um, what else did they do? They did the Power Rangers in 2017. And they did some sort of Dracula movie. Damn. And they've also done Morbius. Yeah, so we're not going to get a good movie out of them. I think it's now, it's not impossible. It's not, not impossible. But... Your movie starts with your script. Mm-hmm. It starts with your script. And if your script is awful and you don't put in the work and the funds to get a good screenplay, then what are you doing? Morbius could have made a ton of money, but, you know, they. The, the biggest problem in that movie was the script. The script is horrible. The script is horrible. You know, not to mention all the fake Spider-Man connections. So, that really scares me. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. And and I, I'm not saying anything about Matt, uh, Sazama, and Burke Sharpless as people. I'm sure they're wonderful he, he, human beings. But they're not great screenwriters. So, this is scaring me a, bit, a, a little bit. Maybe once, like, Madam Web, we actually start to see stuff from the movie, and we, you know, see the film, we may come out of it thinking it's the greatest thing ever, but I, I just don't... I just don't see this being the case right now. I... I really don't. Um... So, yeah. Yeah. It's... 
it's looking um it's it's looking quite bleak for Madam Web and honestly the SSU as a whole the Sony Spider-Man universe um Hagen a a trailer yes, dropped a a trailer yes, dropped today Today, uh, it was like a couple day, days ago. For but Love yeah, and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder, and yeah, we are gonna be doing a full trailer breakdown here in the next few days for that, for that great, great teaser. That was, and I watched it's it when so like, like when it came out. Like, I watched it. I think an hour after it came out on my Chromebook. Yeah, it's it's it, just, was, it uh, looked amazing. It, man. I think as Star Wars fans, it, it's safe to say that we've had, like, a, a crush on Natalie Portman for a long time. Yeah. That was not misplaced. Dude, Dude I have the screenshot. Her, there. her oh, arms. Oh. Her arms. Yeah. And and did did you see that, that poster that they put out today for, um... Um, that, that gave us like a, a, a better look at, um, at Natalie Portman's Jane, at Natalie Portman as the mighty Thor. Uh, I'm viewing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very interesting. Intriguing. Quite. Very intriguing. Quite intriguing. Hmm. Um, I wonder how they will find make her worthy. I don't know. Here, here's what I'm really hoping that they don't do. Here's what I'm really hoping that they don't do. I pray that she's not a variant. Ooh, yeah. Because then all that character development will be for nothing. Well, it's not just that, but like now, and this is a very small section of the fan base that thinks this way, right? Mm-hmm. But. I don't care about Robert Pattinson's Batman just because he he has the cape and the cowl and calls himself Bruce Wayne. Right? Mm-hmm. Which he... All right, no. Sorry, let me re- rephrase that. I don't love Robert Pattinson's Batman just because he has the cape and the cowl and calls himself Vengeance. Which, by the way, the Batman is not streaming on HBO Max. Do, do yourself a favor and go watch the Batman again and again and again. Love that I was movie. watching it at school. Dude, I watched it again yesterday. I, I I adore it. I adore everything about that movie. And secret time, I like it more than Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. They're both in my top 10. They're both in my top 10 of all time. But I like the Batman more than Spider-Man No Way Home. Damn. Now, it's like No Way Home on that list is number 10 and the Batman is number 9. So, I still adore both movies. It's just if I had to pick one. Yeah. To watch on a day. Like, if I had to, like, pick one for for the rest of your life, that's a bit more complicated. But, right now, I'd throw on the Batman before I turn on Spider-Man. Again, love both movies. But, yeah, we we actually did do the, um, a review for, for the Batman a couple of weeks ago. You can go and find that back on the, um, on the podcast feed. But I don't, 
I love Robert Pattinson's Batman because they, they do interesting things with the character, right? Character development does not carry from Michael Keaton to Val Kilmer to George Clooney to Christian Bale to Ben Affleck and then to Robert Pattinson. These are new versions of the character, right? Yeah. I don't love Ben Affleck's Batman because of something Michael Keaton did. It's a different universe. Yeah. And that was a big problem I had with um, What If, particularly that first Captain Carter episode. Because what Marvel just assumed is that, oh, wait a minute. Peggy's been in the MCU movies. Peggy had her, her own show, which is on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. We can just do no character on whatsoever for Peggy and What If. And people will love her just the same. And a, a, a lot of people didn't. That's fine. That's fine. And also, you have a finite um, uh, amount of time to, like, tell the stories in, in What If. So, I can forgive it for that. But I really hope that's not what they do with Jane. I, I hope this is the same Jane Foster that we saw in the first two Thor movies. But I'm... Preparing myself for the possibility that this is a variant from another universe. I mean, truth be told, as long as it's Natalie Portman, I'm chilling. I'm not going to be complaining. Well, me too. Me too. And look, <laughs> if if this is a, a, a variant, I trust that, that Taika Waititi would go through and make this... A, a, and make Jane's story relevant and more interesting so that we come out of this movie loving the mighty Thor. The, if if she's a variant, loving the, the mighty Thor more than we would if it's the same ver- version from, from the first two films, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. We'll find out on July 8th. Yay. July 8th. We're so close. We're like two and a half months away. It's insane. It's insane. Time has gone by so quickly. Yeah. Well, they also dropped the trailer so late. Um, Don't talk about Moon Knight? Yes, I do. All right. So we're going to start spoiler free. Spoiler free. So we're not even going to talk about the end because you cannot talk about the end without going into spoilers. Yeah. That ending was... Wow. (laughs) Man. Um... So, what did you think about the episode as a whole up until the last 10 minutes? I mean, I, I was... There were some parts with, like, history-wise that was really cool to see. Like, of applying actual history to... I mean, Moon Knight has been great with uh, just using real-life history to kind of play off of, I don't know, concepts of gods and all that. But to see other historical figures that aren't, like gods in this kind of was really cool and uh i'm looking forward to seeing if they're going to continue like using elements of the real world history to play off of yeah um and and, i mean that's something that marvel has has always done in in their films is they've always you know used real history they've always bent it a bit Mm -hmm. So yeah, so seeing the tomb that we got to see, knowing the history of that tomb, 
like learning about that historical figure when I was in sixth grade. And I'm not going to say whose tomb it was because you'll you'll find out when you watch the episode. And I'm assuming you probably watched the episode if if you click on on a podcast called Moon Knight yeah, episode how long four. Do we stay spoiler free. Uh, ju- just for a bit, just for a bit. Okay. But yeah, um, full horror in this episode. Oh my god! Dude, like I, I because we heard these reviews because critics got the first four episodes about a month or so ago. Um, and, and it's clear why they only got the first four. And I was a bit surprised they got the first four because for the last couple of shows from Falcon and Winter Soldier to Loki to Hawkeye, they only got the first two. And in WandaVision, they, they got the first three. So they got the first third of all the shows. But here they got the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Which is the majority of the show. It, it's it's the majority of the show. And man... It is evident as to why they did not get the last two. Yeah, if I was a critic, that would have sucked not being able to see the rest of the show. And I'm like, and, like leaving off. Oh my god, with this with this cliffhanger and like not being able to talk about it for a month and just seeing the internet the internet go crazy. And we're getting into a bit too much into details right now. But all I'll say before we're going yeah. into spoiler section is Yvonne and I have been talking on and off the, the show. Just thinking about, like, this seems kind of off-brand for Marvel. Why would they only sign Oscar Isaac to one season of a Disney Plus show and not to any future seasons or movies or spinoffs? It, it's clear why now. It, it's, it's very, very clear as to why Oscar Isaac was only signed on for six episodes. So, with that being yeah. said... We're gonna move. We're gonna go into spoilers now. So you guys have a couple seconds now to go. I'm gonna count down from three, and when I get to the end, Hagen's gonna shout a spoiler. Okay. Okay. So if you've not seen the first four episodes of Moon Knight, go, go now. Because seriously, seriously, this is the potentially the biggest twist in the MCU, and I'm not kidding. Spoilers in three, two. One. Alexander the Great is in it. <laughs> it's not the. It's not the spoiler oh, I thought oh, you okay. would. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He fucking dies. He di- He died. Oh, pardon my French. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. He. Oh. He. He died. Yeah, he gets shot. And twice. None of the show happened. It's all in his mind. Okay, hypothetically, it might not have happened. I I don't think anything... You don't think it happened? I know that there are people like you, and I, I, I'd love to be one of these people, one of these optimists. One of these yeah. optimists who's going to say, he's just in another reality, and I hope he is. If it turns out that... Mark is alive, and this whole show up till now has happened. I'll come back on the podcast next week or the week after, and I'll celebrate. But right now, I'm going to say it's all been inside Mark Spector's head, and it still is. My thought was that it's it was his manifestation of what he thinks the afterlife is like because of the fact that, like, I mean, Marvel, to begin with, is, like, very rooted in, uh, like... I guess realism and like that psychiatric facility looked like way too heavenly to be real. 
And yeah. I feel like that could be a great, like, for like his perception of how the afterlife is, like, while he's dying, like, while he's dying could be amazing. And I think if they were to make it so he's not dead, that whatever, I forget what God he was holding, but, like, that God could maybe play a role in his revival for future. Oh, like, he, the, the statue? Yeah. That was Amit. So it's my, my running theory is that that's he, like his heaven, and then he, Ahmed is gonna like come out of its statue and like bring him back, well, like before he's fully dead. That could but in that, that journey of heaven, he's gonna like discover something important. Yeah. So what I'm gonna say right now, what I'm gonna say right now, I think that this next episode, episode five, is gonna is going to be a journey through Mark Spector's mind. And and his his psyche. I hope so. That's what I'm thinking it's it's gonna be. But you know, I, I'm just gonna say one other thing right now. And and I stole this little like um anecdote from Reddit. So wh- who whoever said this, they, they get the credit. I, I did not come up with this. Um man. Casual disembowelment live by a mummy was not on my Disney Plus bingo card. Man. Yeah, dude, he was so nonchalant about it. He was like just he was like doing like a checklist of just tearing through this dude. Yeah, well, so here's the interesting part. So the guy who was being mummified was one of the was one of the workers in the psychiatric center. Which is why I think it's heaven. Yeah, but I also think it makes sense that everyone in that psychiatric center, Mark put into this, in, in this false reality. Because remember, Harrow said, or I guess just because we're not entirely sure if the people in Mark's mind, if, if the people in Mark's mind, as, as in, in the show that we've been watching, if they have the same names as... Um, what I'm going to call their real life personas. Cause I do believe that this psychiatric center is the real part of the show and everything else has been in his head. So the psychiatric center Harrow was like, you have a problem differentiating reality from your imagination. So, you know, it could just be that wizard of Oz thing of you were there and you were there and you were there. Mm-hmm. That's what I have a feeling it is. Um, again, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong. Yeah. Now, a, a, a big giveaway for me, a big thing for me, a big telling point for me that this is not necessarily real. Or that it, even the last two minutes of the episode aren't real are when he's sitting in Harrow's office. You have the red... You have the red, like, puffiness, like, around his eyes, right? When yeah. he grabs Stephen from that sarcophagus, and that's um, another thing that I'll talk about in a second. When he grabs Stephen from that sarcophagus, his eyes, there is no red puffiness there. 
Ooh, I did not notice that. I'm going to run it back right now, actually. I specifically looked for that. I specifically looked. I mean, first off, I just really wanted to look deep into Oscar Isaac's soul. But but still, I specifically looked at his eyes. And they were, for lack of a better term, normal in that last scene of the show. Which, the other thing here. Uh, Hagen, can can you fact check me on that? Is is that accurate? Uh, yes, yes it is. Yes, yes it is. And also, I'm watching it, and the lights are like flickering and swaying. As he's yeah. So um, I don't think. Yeah, this got to be fake life. Is that fake or is because? Oh, I mean, whoa. that could be Conchu. That could be Conchu. Hey, his eyes just rolled back into his head at, like, 40, 44 minutes and, like, 30 seconds. Ooh. And then he, like... So when he's fighting off these two guards, his eyes roll back into his head. And then he goes, like, ballistic and, like, knocks them both out. That's actually really interesting. I have no idea what that is. Um, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the other thing. Uh, uh, one, one argument as to why this mental institution could be the thing that's fake. Is that in the comics, there is sort of this reality in his mind that he can go to. So, I am not an expert on DID. I don't pretend to be an expert on on DID. I'm not sure how accurate the uh, character of Jane in in DC's Doom Patrol series is on on HBO. By the way, that show is wonderful. That show is awesome. I love Doom Patrol so much. But in the Doom Patrol series, she has um, sort of this whole underground thing. And she has like 64 different altars, which is crazy. You know, Mark Spector has three. Mm-hmm. Five if, if you want to count Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. But essentially... The underground in Jane's mind in Doom Patrol is that it's essentially the city where all of the different altars can interact with each other. I'm not, I don't think that's accurate. I have a feeling that's more on the supernatural side, like when it's like adapted for um, science fiction shows like Doom Patrol, like Moon Knight especially. But... There is something like that in the comics for Moon Knight where Mark can dive into his mind and he can and, and we can see, you know, Mark and Steven and Jake Lockley, Mr. Knight and Moon Knight, and I believe Khonshu as well. They can all like interact with each, each other, which is super cool. So that's what it could be. It's what what it could be. Um but Hagen, what are your theories on the end of the episode? And then I feel like we should probably talk about the rest of the episode a bit more and not just focus on the end the whole time. So, when, I remember when Khonshu got encapsulated, he said, like, tell Steven to free me. So He said, I tell think, Mark to like, but yes. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, whatever. I, I get him mixed up. I think, like, to get freed, like, the, the statue has to break. That's my running theory. Because, like, they, when it showed the whole shelf of them, they were, like, preserved, like, really well. So that, like, 
and like indented in the wall so that like say for example you like i don't know trip against the wall you wouldn't break it so i guess that's like a layer of protection or maybe i'm overthinking it but if the the fact that like breaking the statue frees the the god then if my heaven theory is also correct and he he'll find all his altars and they'll all somehow regain like final moments of consciousness and then he'll break the Ahmed statue which mm. will make him Ahmed's new uh what's it called avatar which will then ah. give him uh um, like his health boost and also some sort of suit to break out of that tomb before he goes to free Kanchu. and that's basically all my thoughts that that is that's interesting because also that hippo that's the spirit of uh of life and birth and yeah. uh if in heaven you're going to be reborn so they could t- team up with that hippo for him to be reborn mm. that's it's a bit of a stretch but i feel there's enough uh, maybe maybe um i i don't necessarily know i i can't say for certain at all where this show is going you know yeah there is so much room for possibilities i think it's very clear that next week we're gonna get a really clear look into mark's past you know what I think next week's episode is going to be sort of like WandaVision episode 8, the episode previously on, where we got this really cool concept. It was like the scenes between the scenes in like Civil War. Yeah. Which I thought was so, so cool. I thought was awesome in, in WandaVision. Um, I think we could see something like that in Moon Knight. Obviously not like from other MCU movies because this is, I mean, we've never seen this character before. But that could be really interesting. Just like dive deep in his path because DID is in the real world, at least set on like, essentially you have to have deep and recurrent trauma on a regular basis, essentially from the day you were born. And that causes DID. Now, I don't know. It it seems like Steven is relatively new. Like, Layla, I don't think, has any idea what... Um, what's happening in Mark's mind. You know? So, I, I think that Mark's DID is relatively, is relatively new. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with Kanchu being in his mind, but when uh, when glass walking Sandal Man read his soul, he said he was like in agony. So Dude. like that agony could be just his trauma, or the, it could just be Kanchu. I don't know. I think agony walking, is a very descriptive word. The, the glass walking Sandal Man. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. I don't um, know any of their names. It's Arthur Harrow. Okay. Hey, yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke. Um, so, I mean, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking back through this show, like, what are scenes 
that have to be real purely because Mark is not a part of them. And the only scene I can think of is the first scene of the show where you have Harrow pouring the glass into his sandals and then walking around. That's the only scene of the show where that that Mark's not in, that Steven's not in, where there's no Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so talking about the rest of the episode now, um, I didn't expect, you know, so what's crazy is that Layla is cheating on her husband with her husband. Yeah, I don't understand why she was just like, oh, you smell good. I'm going to kiss you. Like, what the, what the hell? That was a, it was a little quick for me, but I guess. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, and, and, and I should probably defend myself when, when I say with her husband because that's, Stephen's not her husband. It's, uh, that is Mark. They're different yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh my God, Oscar Isaac's acting in, in this show. I forget that he doesn't actually have a British accent sometimes. Oh, oh my God, like it sounds so realistically made up. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing because remember, the body, Mark Spector, is from the US. I, I think if if they say true true to the comics, then he was raised in Chicago, so yay, hometown. But um you know, he the body does not have that British accent. That's something purely from Stephen Grant. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really just have I have no words to describe how perfect his acting is. Cause it's easy for one actor to play two different roles. Um, you know, going back to my favorite m- movie of all time, The Social Network. You have Army Hammer, that asshole, um, playing the Winklevoss twins, who actually, Hagen, the Winklevoss twins are Olympic level rowers. And that's yeah, that, that's a pretty solid part of the social network is the rowing aspect. But and he did a great job playing the Winklevoss twins, who um if you've not seen the social network, go watch it's my number one of all time. It's it's on Netflix. But what's in that movie is it's Army Hammer essentially playing two different versions of the same character, right? You cannot say that about Mark and Steven. They are completely different people. Like, Army Hammer's great in the in the social network. He's great in the social network. Not great as a person. He's a jackass in real life. Um, he deserves to... May, maybe not be in prison, but he deserves to, like... Oh, wait. Uh, I, I think he actually does deserve to be in prison. Yeah. He, he deserves to be in prison. Um... But in, in the movie, he did a really good job. So, he's essentially yeah. playing the same character twice. But everything about Mark and Steven, from their voices, to the way that they walk, to, to their affect dis- displays, it's oh my God. all different. Like, the way that Mark... Will like 
tilt his head is entirely from how Stephen tilts his head. Or even, uh, wait, the British one. Stephen. Walks, Stephen, yes. He walks with his hands curled. Yeah. Or he's, he has his hands up. And even in, like, a comp, like, even in the, wait, let me double check this real quick. I think in the hospital when they're both walking down there, have, they still do that. Let's see. Yeah. They're completely different as well. Yeah, they're, they're just completely oh, different people. And I cannot wait to meet this third personality next week. I could be seeing this wrong, but it looks like Steven has puffy eyes, but Mark doesn't. Ooh. That could be interesting because <sighs> that 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 would be a bit Oh odd. no, just cam- it was just camera angles. Okay, yeah, because eyes are in fact normal. Yeah. Quote unquote normal. Bloodshot. Yeah. Um so in in terms of who else is in that sarcophagus, I think their name is gonna be Jake Lockley. Right? I think that's going to be Jake Lockley. However, I think that the Jake Lockley in this show is going to be entirely and utterly different from the Jake Lockley that we know in the comics. Because Jake Lockley in the comics is just a cab driver, right? He is, he's more like Steven, where Mark is the fighter of the three. The other ones are just like NPCs. And I, I, I wouldn't say NPCs. But you don't want you you you'd rather have Mark there in a fight. It's it's like you're yeah. playing. <laughs> here's here's a timely an analogy for fighting. Um, if you're playing Lego Star Wars and you have the the choice of playing as of of going up against Dar- Darth Maul as Yoda or C three PO or um or Willero Hood. Who are you gonna pick? You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna pick Yoda. So yeah, I I I wouldn't say NPC. It just marks the one who's best in the fight. But that I I think in the show is entirely flipped because we saw in last week's episode that Jake Lockley can do some damage. Again, I'm I'm assuming it's, it, that that's Jake Lockley. I I know absolutely nothing about the show. Um, in in terms of insider inf- information. Um. But yeah, so talking about the rest of the episode, I've been saying that these last two weeks, that these last two three weeks since the premiere, the show has still been good. It's still been good, but it hasn't been like great, right? Oh, I thought it was amazing to be honest, but well, I I thought episode. Well, look again. I still really enjoyed the episodes. Yeah. It's just, it's, that first episode was perfect. For what it needed to do, the first episode was perfect. Yeah. And this was a really, really, like, great Indiana Jones-style adventure in this episode. Oh, it was tons of fun. It was so much like... the very creepy clicking monster DD thing. Yeah. Um, man, that was terrifying. That was here. I can wait for my brother to watch the show because 
he is he is waiting like until it, it it's all and then he's he's gonna binge it. But I cannot wait to just like want to like crawl around the house and stuff. <laughs> it's like pretty be a goblin or something, and I'll just go. I think that's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun for me. Because yeah. I am a bad person. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm a great person. I'm just... But that, that didn't come out it's good. That didn't come out good. Morally conflicted. Anyway, I, I'm morally, <laughs> morally conflicted. Yes. Um. But yeah, Um. there's a whole other part of this that we haven't talked about yet. Mark killed Layla's father. Who do you, who do you trust more, the uh, glass walking man or Stephen? Because I think, or Mark, I think that glass he was walker. there. Or I guess he did say that Moon Knight killed him. It wasn't him, but like, no, I I, tr- I trust that more than did. Did he specifically say? Well, because look, you have to remember, said my partner took charge. My partner, and I I have a feeling that's more referring to. Like, a, another actual, like, other body. I, I don't think he had Moon Knight at, at the time. Oh, wait, I, he didn't, because didn't... I, th- I think later, he said, he, well, he said he should have been shot and killed that day, but then I think in episode two or three, he was like, Kanchi brought me back to, like, to life or something like that to use me as his avatar. Yeah. Yes, So he didn't have Kanchi then. So partner, I don't think he... I don't know, maybe he had DID then or something, but I don't know. Um, I, it wouldn't have been Steven fighting, so... Again, I think that the DID is relatively new. Because Layla... Because they, they've been apart for a little bit here. Like... This it's is... It's a span of nine years when they were he went missing, I think. Really? Because she, she said... I, I've been trying to get in touch with you for months. Months, not years. So, I think it's maybe been no more than a year. So, they... So, Mark went on his own sometime after the events of Avengers Endgame. It, it's just what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking. But also... I think to your point of who do you trust more? Yeah. Harrow described specific details about Layla's father. Yeah. Specific details. It, it wasn't just um, Mark killed your daddy. So. I mean. I, yeah. I think he's lying. You, you, you like think those- he's lying. Yeah, because those details, like, so, Stephen, or Mark said that, uh, like, wait, I don't know who said this, but he said everyone at that dig site was killed, or, yeah, it was Mark, he was like, everyone at that dig site was killed, and it was like, I made sure of it, how could he have known what her father, like, looked like that day if he was not at the dig site, because everyone got killed. Well, Arthur Harrow knows everything, plus, remember, he actually, so, Mark and Harrow have some sort of past here because in that first episode, Harrow recognized. Oh wait, no. Why are we trying to analyze something that didn't even happen? <laughs> oh God. Anyway, 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 anyway. 
assuming that everything in the show has happened as according. <gasps> you know what? You what? know what? Uh-oh. <gasps> I don't know if this is going to happen. But two days after this show ends, a little movie called Multiverse of Madness comes out. Oh. What if... No, no, no. So, so what if... What if Mark did die there? Okay. But what if Mark Spector is a Nexus being? Meaning... Mark has some sort of connection to his to his variants in other universes. Whoa. That seems a bit far-fetched for me. But I'm just going to say it. Like, what if that is... Like, what if Mark did die there and this other Mark, who's been in a mental hospital, is... Having dreams about things that are happening in an in an alternate timeline. Damn. And he could maybe potentially find a way to get there. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. Like he, he, he could travel through um uh what's the uh, Hagen, can you look look up the name of the um that like Egyptian the of the, the ancient Egyptian like world between worlds. I remember it in, like a a Percy Jackson book. What's it called? What's it called? I have, to, I have the book right here. The um. Uh, Duat. Yes. No. Duat. What if? Duat. What if the? So what if the Duat can actually like be another yet another bear like another pathway to another universe much like the quantum realm is yeah that could be interesting i i i wouldn't put money on that but i'm gonna throw it out there i'm gonna throw it out there strictly hypothetical yes we're i mean just because i i hope that they don't do that i hope they don't do that. i hope they that they just pick something right now whether it's all been in his head or this is sort of like a halfway station. I have a feeling it's a halfway station because this twist was in episode four, not in episode five. Mm-hmm. If it was in episode five, I'd put, I, I'd say it's a bit more likely that this has probably just been in his head the whole time. But because it's in episode four and we have two episodes left, I have a feeling it's not going to be. It, 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 it's a halfway station of some sort. Yeah, and again, we do not know if it's all been in his head, too. We don't. Well, but we'll, we'll find out on Wednesday yeah. morning. Oh, uh, one more week. A whole week. A whole week of Damn. speculating. Man, this is... I don't think I've been this excited for the next episode of, of a Marvel Disney Plus show since WandaVision. Yeah. As much as I loved Loki... As much as I love Loki, and Loki is still my favorite, this show is a total find muck. The show is amazing. It's a total find muck. 
I see what you did there. You see, you see what I did there. So. It took me a while. But. <laughs> um, just rearrange the, the letters a bit, guys. Um, so, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I want answers about what happened to Layla's father. I have a feeling Mark, I, I have a feeling that Harrow was telling part of the truth, but he's lying by o- omission. He's, he's lying by omission of detail. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't have much I mean, else to say. I, I, or, do you have anything else? Yeah. If this is all in his head, uh, I mean, especially the ending of the latest episode, why was he imagining the hippo god of fertility and birth? Because I what, think, what do you think that means. Because it, all right, so if we're assuming that the cliffhanger means that it's all been in his head, mm-hmm. right? Mark is trying to still make Hero out to be the villain. Where I, 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 don't, I don't know if he is. So yeah. he's still trying to make him him out to be to be. He's still trying to make him out to be the, to be the villain. So he's once again bending the reality in his mind, where instead of WandaVision, where Wanda was exerting her power and affecting the world around her, Mark is diluting his um, his mind and his reality in, in his own head so much. Both himself and us the and us as the audience have no concept or I inkling of an idea of what is actually real. Is this hippo actually there? I don't think that the, the, the hippo is there. I think, honestly, I think Mark stumbled onto the ground after throwing that punch and he's just shivering there. That's what I think is actually happening. Mm. I hope it's not, but I think it is. So, but I mean, Mark has been like extremely, all the stuff that's been in his head have like made kind of sense together. But like, I just don't understand why he would choose a God of birth to be like, to just see um, and like, why, like it seemed like, cause every other thing in his head was like, <gasps> there's a lot of intention behind it. Maybe, maybe right now she's acting as a goddess of rebirth heaven re like a second chance maybe i don't yeah, know like, like first theory. why why would mark get a second chance and you know what this actually makes the trial from the last episode make a lot more sense wait which part of the last episode the trial because that trial was horrible Nothing in that trial made sense. There were so many things that Kanchu should have said that he just didn't say. Yeah, bro was, like, fine with getting just annihilated by everyone else. Honestly. So, it makes sense here that while the show has been really interesting, and I love how they they depicted everything, it's not... I hate you to use this word. And I hate to this. I adore this series. I adore everything about it. It's making me think a lot, which I haven't thought about a Marvel Disney Plus show this much. Hell, I've not thought about a show this much since WandaVision. Like, in 
in terms of theorizing. Yeah. But the show is not particularly smart in an intelligence sense. Because because Mark, even this like version of like even this like mental institution, Mark, still a genius with Egyptian mythology and things. And here's another reason why I think it could all be in his head, or not like even this part being in his head. Donna, his boss, was in there, right? And she's clutching a scarab pillow. Why a scarab pillow? I did not actually get a close look on who was in the institution. The the only two that I recognized were Donna, his his boss at the museum, and then uh, the worker who had previously been disemboweled in this episode. Rest in peace to him. Yeah. So... I don't really have anything else to say about this episode. Again, I'm thinking it's all fake. I'm thinking it's all been fake. It's always been fake. And I hate to say that, but it, it's, prob- it's probably true. So, yeah. I have nothing else to really say about Moon Knight Episode 4. Do you, Hagen? I do not. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back. Oh, you know what? Actually, we have one piece of feedback here from the boss. Uh, so, the boss writes in saying, Hashtag Moon Knight. Every episode gets better. And better. Another phenomenal performance from everyone, especially Oscar Isaac. I I agree tenfold. Man bringing his A-game. Uh, at MCU cast, at another Marvel P1, that's us. At Avengers Pod. Uh, or, sorry, at Avengers Podcast. You think you know what's going on, and bam, it surprises you. Yes. Y- yes, it does. Yes, it does, boss. Um... <laughs> yeah, I, I I loved it. I, I loved this. I'd been a little bit nervous about the show because I hadn't loved an episode since the first one. Again, I really really liked a, a episode two, and I thought episode two, and I thought episode three was pretty solid. I didn't love it, but I I liked it a lot. But I didn't love episode three. I love this episode because, again, with the theorizing, that's what I want from these Marvel Disney Plus shows. I want all the theorizing. I've been theorized as much since WandaVision with Quicksilver coming back. Oh, totally. And I can't wait for Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion is going to be all theorizing because Secret Invasion... No one's who who they say they are. We could get to to the end of Secret Invasion, and literally everyone could be a Skrull. Damn. Yeah. So, I really have nothing else to say here. We're going to be doing the Thor 4 trailer breakdown sometime this weekend. I'm just... It's too late to do it now. Um, Hagen and I, we are both super busy until, like, Saturday night, Sunday morning. So, we'll, we'll do it sometime on Sunday. Talking about the Thor 4 trailer. Because I really do want to talk about it. I think that's a great trailer. So. Um, I have not, nothing else. If if you do. Also. Hagen. I have said my piece. Alright. As have I. 
Hagen, it was awesome to have you on the show. Um, we'll have you back hopefully soon. Um, definitely, definitely yeah. for Doctor Strange. We'll have we'll have have you back on. Uh, um, yeah. hope hopefully for Thor four. Uh, talking the the trailer on on Sunday or or so. Um, yes, thank you guys so so much for listening as always for checking out another Marvel podcast this week. We have um our Star Wars podcast Tuscan Radio. We we will not have a, a, an episode this Friday just because I'm too busy. Uh, but next Friday we probably will. We'll have a big. Well, we should have a pretty big like May Fourth episode. I I think. Yeah. Um. Plus, we're getting really really close to Kenobi. I can't wait for that. I, I can't wait for that show. <sighs> so yeah, um, check out Tustin Radio if, if, if you're a Star Wars fan. Check out our, our Twitter at another Marvel P one. That's at another Marvel P one, and you can send in feedback for Moon Knight or anything in Marvel and the MCU. Uh, and I will read your 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 thoughts, and I will respond to your thoughts. So. Yeah, thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. Hagen, say your name. Oh, yeah, I'm Hagen. <laughs> the latest gate is... <laughs>